0: Hey, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time you listen to this. Thank you all for tuning in once again to Last Word Productions Podcast. I am your host, Tavaris Wilson, and you know, as you all know, by now, I always get the last word. And today's going to be a shorter show than what I usually like to do, because as you all know, there's not many things going on in the sports sports world. Currently, it's just really re- repetitive story out of... After have to repeat, repeat. So, I'm going to just dive straight in. I'm going to start the NBA. And I wanted to first and foremost acknowledge that Vince Carter officially announced that today, this was his final season. So, after 22 years, Vince Carter is finally hanging it up. You know, one of the most prolific names we have seen in the NBA. But... I was never a big Vince Carter fan. i am just be completely honest about that. And I don't really, me personally, I'm not going to miss watching him play because I never was big on Vince Carter at all. I thought he was a guy who always came up short in the big moments, especially when it comes postseason. I saw he had very little to no success. But, you know, I get respect when it's due, man. I mean, he devoted his life to his passion, of course, and he strives to get as good as he could be. So, you know, I can respect that in the end of the day, regardless if if I'm a personal fan of you or not. But at the end of the day, the game is losing a player that has been here for an extremely long time. His longevity just shows his dedication and his devotion to the game itself. So, again, Vince Carter hanging it up officially. So I know a lot of Raptors fans and going to feel a way about that. But let's get on to other news. I I want to speak on the entire self-quarantining and the the whole Orlando event and how they are making it out to what it will be, not what it should be could be what it will be. They already done displayed the plan and the blue work and how the setup will be and things like that. So I just want to speak on that a little bit. As you all may know, Kyrie Irving has expressed his displeasure with the course of action, of course, to finish the season. And multiple other players have also as well now. Um you have guys like Avery Bradley who has came out and said he's not playing the remainder of the season due to family concerns and health issues, things like that. So the Lakers are actually looking into bringing in a guy like J.R. Smith to replace Avery Bradley. And they also have a guy in D.I. Waiters who they signed who didn't even play a game with them yet, I believe. He was on the sideline with them, but didn't play a game yet as far as I know. And also... You have other players and like not they may not be household names and big time players, but you know there's other guys out there who has expressed their disinterest in this whole Orlando stay here it's for the three months period. Like Trevor Ariza has come out and said he he will not be playing because he would like to spend the quality time with his son. You know, I mean, no one can fault him for that because you you don't know how much longer he has with his son because he's battling in custody with his mother, the mother of his child and it's always a touchy situation and hopefully it doesn't get ugly and you have guys and at one point I I believe I read something that said the entire Nets team at one point, agreed with Kyrie and was willing to sit out the remainder of the season, which which would be insane that an entire team would sit out the entire remainder of the year, the entire restart. And that would absolutely just be catastrophic for the NBA because you're literally going to just let go in a sense, you're giving a chance for an entire team to not play. And, yes, they will be receiving, you know, in a sense, like punishments with the 1.1% they'll lose and pay for the games they do not play. But at the same time, these guys, they're clearly worried about something bigger than paying basketball. I mean, they're what they're asking of these guys is honestly a lot. They're they're asking them to come and literally stay in one location for the next three months. We're talking about athletes, NBA basketball players, who are literally adjusted and used to moving around. And now that you're telling them they can't leave to see family, friends, they can't 9 out of 10 times, I know they can't bring someone in with them. It just has to be them. And you're also telling them that, if someone breaks these rules, it's a hotline now that you can literally snitch on each other <laughs> that would have the that person, that player, coach, whomever it may be, suffer consequences. And to me, that's just insane. That's crazy that they're – I understand it's what they feel as if is right and what they think the best course of action Has to be during times like this, but in the same breath, I mean, I don't, I don't know how realistic that is for them to even attempt because you have a guy like let's get let's use a prime example a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak. He's a guy who has just had his first child, and. I'm more than positive he would give nothing to give up his first months and year in the year with to be with his his son, and now you're asking him to literally leave his firstborn for three months with. Only literally phone communication. I, I think, I just think that's a lot of acts of a player, man. I think that's absolutely crazy because despite the fact that these guys are on the road constantly, they're always on the move, even despite all that, they still have home games where they can literally go home after. They still have. Practice days where they could literally just go home after and be with their families. They still have off days. They still, you know, it's by you putting them in this basically community, like isolated community, you're literally just, <clears throat> excuse me, you're literally just putting all your eggs in a basket. And this is actually. It could become a dangerous situation for them as well Because you're putting all these people Down in South Florida With all this money And it's dudes out there who Me being from there I know it's dudes out there who will Try to, to Take advantage of that or Capitalize on an opportunity that they see Is there Now I'm not saying someone will be robbed Or someone will be hurt Like that's the Last thing I would want to happen. But at the end of the day, it is a real possibility because you're basically having all these guys just in the same buildings, in the same hotels, and things like that just for them to never leave other than to play and practice. I mean, that, to me, that shows that they're treating them more like a set up a dribble approach. Then you know, them having free will. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that, that the NBA is trying to tell them what to do or anything like that, because I think it's far from that, especially being the fact that they're giving them the choice between playing or not. But at the same time, this entire concept that they're literally going to keep them locked away from the world, in a sense, for three months and can't see their families. And even if you want, don't want to, you're not going to be paid like how you should be. I mean, this whole situation is tough to judge because ever since COVID-19 has happened, this pandemic we are still currently living through has occurred. It's just, it's just tough to judge, man. I mean, it's it's hard to, to tell who's right and who's wrong. I mean, I, I can't fault a player for not wanting to leave their families. At all for whatever reason I mean It could even simply just be because They don't want to leave their family for that long I mean you, you never know what could happen Like God forbid something terrible Was to occur When you were In this You know isolated <clears throat> Excuse me isolated area And its location And you couldn't even leave To, to assist your loved ones Or even give little to support I mean that's just it's mind-boggling to me and I, I don't see how the NBA can truly enforce that and have majority of the players on board with it I mean outside of Kyrie Irving I'm there there aren't too many big name players who are Threatening and have said They will sit out I I did read something about Kawhi Leonard Saying his discomfort with Everything and he might possibly sit out I don't know how 100% true that is Though I think that was probably just A a random article that I had seen On social media just scrolling So I'm not sure How 100% accurate that was If anything I think Kawhi Would be one of the few guys I think that would play But I wouldn't be surprised if dudes came out and started saying, you know, they don't want to do this and they' not fully comfortable with it, or whatever the case may be. It's, it would it wouldn't be a shocker at all to me because, like I said, man, it is asking a lot of these players. They're they're putting basically a three month period hold on their lies outside of basketball. And that's just I that's that's a lot to ask for, man. That's that's a lot to ask of someone. And okay, let's move on. I'm gonna talk a bit of NBA, I mean not excuse me. A bit NFL news, you know. Again, not much to talk about, but it's a few things. First thing I wanna speak on is the Jamal Adams situation. Now he demanded a trade basically from the New York Jets and was unique about his situation Jamal Adams actually gave a list of destinations he would like to go to and what's crazy is you know you don't see that every day and it's just like (laughs) it's 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 funny, it's actually quite humorous Not because he actually gave a list But because it's people out here who legitimately are criticizing him And basically, you know, calling him a... Not, not, not saying he's acting cowardly But, you know, who, someone who's acting like like a spoiled brat and obnoxious Like, I, I don't see how that can be considered obnoxious or... Acting like you should deserve the world, whatever the case may be. I, I think it's just a guy, you know, putting his future in his own hands. And I don't think a lot of analysts, a lot of broadcasters, coaches, whomever, don't like when players seem to have control of their own destinies. I mean, the guy, the teams he listed are all winning teams. Yes, you know, teams like the Texans, the Dallas Cowboys the excuse me the seattle seahawks 49ers you know these these are all successful teams you know Ravens, you know these are all good football teams you know and no one let's, let's just be honest man nobody wants to play for a terrible team no one wants to consistently and constantly be in a rebuild mode and it's always next year type of move. No one always wants to be in that. You actually want to compete for something, you know. Everyone is just isn't just about the dollar signs. I mean, sure, would he like to be paid? Of course, he would love to be paid handsomely. He let that be known. He even said in, the, in one of his posts that if he was getting paid forty million a year, you wouldn't hear a word from him because you know the money is there. He can't complain. He. Doing extremely a lot better than most other people So Yeah, there's not much he could complain about at that point But He's not getting that $40 million. And If you're not going to get paid Like that Why keep dealing With a terrible organization and a terrible team Now The New York Jets had a great draft I think they did extremely well drafting guys like Mims and Beckton <clears throat> who were two guys that I was extremely high on coming out of college but their coach is still Adam Gase I haven't been a believer in Adam Gase for a long time and this is coming from a Dolphins fan I, ever since he had brought in guy, a guy like Jay Cutler to be our starter instead of I'm tr- entrusting a guy like Matt Moore, who has proven to be capable. I couldn't, I couldn't believe in him anymore. I mean, he had that one season where we made the playoffs. Granted, we did have multiple injuries on the team, and you know, it, it's it's only fair that I give him the benefit of the doubt because when you have 11, 11 hurt starters, I mean, any team with eleven hurt starters is going to lose a playoff game. I mean, that's that's a no-brainer. I mean, you missing your two starting linebackers Safeties, quarterback Missing the starting Lineman, I mean On both sides of the ball I mean, you're, you're going to lose, I mean, you're not going to win <laughs> You're just not But At the same time He It was always rumors and always speculations Going around by Adam Gates Especially in regards to The offense itself with dudes who were there at the time with Jarvis Landry and other guys who expressed their discomfort with offense Jay Ajayi is too as well that's why he was traded to the Eagles when he was because they said he just he didn't like the playbook he didn't want to learn it. you know I mean yeah at some point you got to be the coach Like, look if you don't want to do it another guy will But when multiple players start coming out and saying the playbook is this and you're doing, we should try this and we could add this in, and you're not even listening and considering their options and weighing all of the, excuse me, and weighing all of their concerns, that just says a lot about your coaching. I mean, you're not trying to necessarily be a coach for the players, you're trying to just be a coach. To coach, I mean that's more like a trying to be a dictatorship of anything, and no, I did not agree with that at all. So maybe the same similar issues are occurring in New York right now because, like I said, New York isn't a successful team right now currently. I mean they have talent across the board, but you have a guy, a Lev, Le'Veon Bell. I don't know, I was about to come to Left Bill, but you have a guy in Le'Veon Bell who had by far the worst season of his career. I mean, the man only rushed for, for I believe it was two hundred and forty five yards. That 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 is absolutely awful. That is terrible. Especially for a back of his caliber. And but he, he did have a pretty solid Finishing in the passing game I think he had 67 catches And 466 yards I mean that's, that's good for a running back Especially But he just could not not get it going on the ground I mean I don't even I don't even think he had a 100 yard game last season He probably only had one game over 80 I mean it, it was just It was just catastrophic It was awful It was just terrible And do I think that's because Le'Veon Bell is overrated or something? No of course not. I think Le'Veon Bell is easily still a top three talent running back in his league, easily. But the situation around him is not good. It's not. I mean, Sam Darnold was hurt the majority of the season. Well, he wasn't hurt. He was sick. He had mono. He was sick. And guys were stacking the box because they knew Le'Veon Bell was going to get the ball nine or ten times. I mean, who who do the Jets have at quarterback? I mean, guys you don't even know. So, of course, they're not going to trust the, the passing game. And then that receiver, outside of Robbie Anderson and Jamison Crowder, who to an extent is a threat. I mean, you, who else did you have? I mean, they yeah, had Demarius Thomas at one point. Yeah. T.J. Hawkinson at tight end. Yeah, I, I think he's a good young guy who's going to develop into a probably – it's going to be two, between him and Mike Gesicki, honestly, who's one of those two guys who will develop into the best tight end in the division. But he's he's not that right now. And I think Mike Gesicki has the edge over him, especially how he finished off last season. But at the end of the day, it's a lot of talent on the Jets team. man. It's, it's a talented team. It's just the, the coaching might not be there. I mean... The front lines might not be there as well on both sides of the ball. Ever since they lost a guy like Muhammad Wilkinson, Sheldon, I mean, Sheldon Richardson, and now Leonard Williams, who they're a year off without the draft. I mean, the, the D-line hasn't looked the same. It just hasn't. They still have some young guys there in play that can't possibly you know, be – Home records and make the team better, but you're asking to replace a lot of production, man. Over the years, and the offense, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm still not a believer in Sam Darnold. Yo, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with y'all, man. I don't, I'm not a believer in him. I mean, people keep saying that he just has to turn down the turnovers. But, I mean, that's you could say the same thing about James Winston, but we all call him. You know, bad, terrible, whatever you want to say. But we all we've said that about him for his entire career now. At what point do you realize you just got what you got? I mean, it's not like Sam Donald came into the league just a clean slate. I mean, he he had the turnover bug in college. He was a turnover machine in college. It that was his biggest knock. In the entire, His entire draft process His profile That he does tend to Get reckless and careless with the ball Especially when um, Against pressure And he takes unnecessary chances He's shown that His entire professional career So I don't understand How people expect that To change now When he's always done it So long story short, I can see why Jamal Adams will want out of the New York Jets. To me, it's not about money. It's bigger than the money because he knows he's going to get paid wherever he goes. He's one of the better safeties in the league, if not the best safety in the league. So money shouldn't concern him at all. Someone is going to offer him what he wants. It's, it's just that simple. And I just think the New York Jets is an organization who – is honestly has been just wasting a lot of talent, man. I just ha- I I love to say it as a Dolphins fan, but I hate to say it as a fan of football because you hate to see good players' prime years get wasted because of a disorganized organization or a hard-headed coach who doesn't consider all possibilities and all schematics. To being as successful as a team that could be But, you know, to me, I just think at this point The New York Jets, they're they're, they're, they're going to be who they are And it, it may not be good, it may just be okay I don't think they're going to be anything close to a competitive team To make the playoffs, I don't think that at all But in other news, I wanted to speak on, I've seen a lot of people speculating or not whether there will even be an NFL season this year with everything going on. But I'm going to say this, and I'm going to just leave it at this. I absolutely believe there will be an NFL season. There's no doubt in my mind there will be one due to the simple fact that The NBA is continuing this season, so I know for sure the NFL will continue their season. And I mean, I know the offseason right now is pretty, it's hard to adjust to, especially for some rookies being the fact they can't actually train in the training facility. They can't meet with guys, you know. I mean, yeah, they still had a Zoom um, team meetings and things like that, but it's different from meeting someone in person than over a screen, you know, it's just a different feel. We, as we all know, because we all, I'm pretty sure a majority of us has experienced this now virtual communication ever since all of this has been going on. So I am I know, I'm sure it's no stranger to anyone, but at the, at the same time, it's still not as effective as meeting someone in person and, you know, seeing their reaction. Body language in person, because it tells you a whole lot more. but I mean, is there so much going on, man it's is it, it is a lot to ask for of anybody or any sport. But I think all in all, there will be an NFL season. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind though there won't be a I will be literally floored and shocked. If there wasn't an NFL season or if this was to affect the regular season. I, I I believe it will affect the preseason. I think they might show in the preseason probably two games maybe. But as far as the NFL regular season goes, I think it's still going to be set on set schedule to, uh, for opening day. I don't think anything will – unless something drastically occurs, I don't think anything will – would, you know, contaminate that or temper that, but it's a lot of things that could happen from now and then, though, so I won't count it out completely, but I just highly doubt that it does happen, and Roger, no, <clears throat> excuse me, and Roger Goodell doesn't have a season. That That would be, that would be absolutely crazy to me, but That's really all I have for today, you guys. And if you're tuning in, unfortunately, like I said, today's show wasn't going to be that long. It wasn't going to be something that I was going to be speaking for forever. I didn't want to make anything. I didn't want to talk about anything unnecessary that that didn't need to be said. So thank you all again, once again, for tuning in. I hope you all enjoyed the show. You all have a great day, and I'll see you all in the next one.